All right. Like we just said, episode two of Talk Dairy to Me. Hopefully, this one will record. <laughs> <laughs> well, half a beer later. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, Dad. What's on today's docket? Run us through it. Okay. So we were just talking about updating on the farm. Uh, we have a lot of new mummies. What was it that we were just talking about beforehand you um, brought up? Oh, our beef. Yeah. The... Our beef, the beef market we've tapped into lately before. We were talking about how um, we sell meat out of Wayside at the farm. And um, we were talking about, like, we were talking about how we get to the point where we can sell it. So let's start there. So, one thing that we were discussing before this was we had, okay, the, okay, our okay, okay. We have <laughs> passes. I didn't hit the record button and we were about. 15 minutes and I looked down and I noticed that we weren't recording. So <laughs> we're just backtracking through what we were talking about earlier. Little technical difficulties. Okay. <laughs> the first you time. You gotta I, push the button. I know this is the first time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So now that, now that that's out of the way. So we were discussing our Hamburg yep. business and no one wanted to know what I did to choose how I chose the animals out of the herd out of the herd that we processed for sale okay so one thing that we do it's not just me um bruce my partner we we obviously keep a close eye on who's doing what um and we take and the collars help with that too right what's that do the collars influence your guys' decisions on anything well they, or they help, help notify keep track. you yeah. help notify but you. we have you know if if we have an animal it's first at lactation or less. So that would be how That's how open. Old? Three. And open means? Not pregnant. Okay. So there. they may calve in. They may um, abort when they're... Calve in meaning? Have a baby. Okay. We just You're using a lot of terms that people might not know. Okay. So they may abort when they're a heifer and they have not... Calf. Calf before. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually a sign that they've got some issues. Um, they may not breed back. They may do that all the time. We've had that happen. Um, so those those are animals that might get put into the beef process, in the beef, into the freezer. <laughs> okay. So a few people, or most people probably don't know, we, both, we sell both. Um, our our meat, our ground beef market, but we also send cows to the global beef market, right? Absolutely. Yep. So what is the difference in decision-making of those two? How do you decide what cow goes on to that market and what cow gets? That's actually a great question, Owen, because I... So our beef, I want to pick... I want to be a little bit picky because mm -hmm. I want that to be the tenderest... Best quality meat. The best quality. Mm -hmm. Tender... Um, the other ones are, if you do look in, people look at ag markets and beef markets, and a lot of times the dairy cows go into the, what it's called is a boner market. So it's the cows, dairy cows are not real heavy normally, mm. <laughs> except for ours. our cows. Our cows are a little Breaking records. So 
our cows run when I beef them, they run between 16, 18, 1900 pounds. So these cows are long, they've milked a long time. They've, they've utilized all that corn that they've been given corn silage. Um, and that's feed that we grow. Right. And they, that's a, it's like 90% of our ration of their diet. Um, so those cows are going to McDonald's, uh, Burger King, fast food And I feel chains. like that generates like a, like a, I won't say like a bad stereotype about dairy cow meat, but like I've seen several like frequently asked questions on several like TikTok videos on the Iowa Dairy Farmers TikTok where he, they, he talks about like the cows aren't bad. It's just the their difference in stature between a Holstein and an Angus. Angus is stockier and fattier opposed to a dairy cow. That, given that it is an older cow and it may look gangly and used up, but it's still kind of like the same meat. I would say, not entirely, but just they just have different statures, and it doesn't mean that a dairy cow produces less quality meat. It just means that it's been through its life cycle. Well, I mean, one thing that you got to remember is. Angus are beef herd. Are designed and genetically. Exactly. So the, they grow and they utilize the food differently. Right. Their food, their diets. Like so a dairy like a dairy cow or a Holstein cow uses the nutrients to create milk. Exactly. And a Angus would take that and turn it into fat and yeah, and, and grow their bodies. Right. Their Angus daily gain has got to be unbelievable compared to Compared to a Holstein, I mean, their daily game's got to be twice as much. I guarantee it. Because the black Angus calves that we raise, <laughs> well, mean, that right they, there, that right there is your tell. That's yeah, you they they grow look much faster. They are just the muscle build is unbelievable. Their front ends are huge compared to a Holstein or a Jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything's bigger than a Jersey, but yeah, that's beside the point. <laughs> so, um. And you can get our meat right at Wayside Meadow Livestock. You can get a hold of Dad. You can get a hold of me or Bruce. Through Facebook. Facebook Messenger. I um, think um might set up a Facebook page for the meat sales so it can be connected so you guys can direct message through that Facebook page if you want to order yeah, something. Right now it's working good. We We basically are selling everything that we got coming in. Right. I think you guys wholesale a lot of it too, right? Yeah. we By we, the quarter. Quarter, halves, holes. Have you looked into selling to like restaurants? Um, yeah, we actually had a restaurant not too long ago, a local restaurant come to us and they loved their meat. It uh I was blown away when she she told me how much they needed a week. And we would literally have to be butchering a cow a week to to supply, supply them, them yeah. and our regular customers. Yeah. And I don't think that's where we are right now. I think that right now... It's a good side business. It is a good side business. I mean, this year is way different than the last few years. Beef is extremely high, as most of you know in the supermarket. Well, it's extremely high. These cows that I was just talking about, the boner cows, they're actually utilizing these cows in the overall beef market more so than they ever have because the Midwest 
was in a drought last year. Kansas, your 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 big grower states like Texas, Texas. They they were in such droughts that and they, so they didn't have water and nope. they didn't have feed for these animals to go over the winter. So they just put them through the slaughter, and they essentially took out two generations. So what they're having to do is buy the dairy to offset all that Angus. So we're getting a premium we for were cows get, that we weren't. were getting absolutely. Um this is no joke. I was in a meeting with ST Genetics which we spoke about in our first episode. In our first episode. Kathy and not Kathy. Um <laughs> anyways, they're talking about these dairy so a Holstein cow bred to an Angus. And one thing that most people don't realize is that calf out of that Holstein that's bred to a black Angus, if it is born with no white on it at all, it has to be 100% black, can be registered as 100% Angus. So those calves are super valuable. Right now, they're getting like 5 to $6 a pound for newborn calves. That are all black. That are all black. So you're talking about a calf that's three, four. I've heard even some day old, they're not supposed to send them um, with wet navels and getting five, six hundred bucks. And she tried telling us that they're talking about seven to a thousand dollars. There's no way they're going to get their money back on this. Not paying a thousand dollars for those calves. I mean, your mother had an absolute meltdown when she went to the grocery store this past weekend and spent five, six hundred bucks and didn't buy any meat. I mean, can you imagine? I'm, I mean, we're so fortunate that we not have to have to not have to buy, have to buy our meat. I mean, we're buying our meat essentially, but not to have to go. Um, and we're only five dollars a pound for for burger. Opposed to the supermarket, supermarkets getting like six and a quarter. And straight out Angus burger is eight, if not a little bit more, at the co-ops. Yeah. <clears throat> so, all right, that's our that's our burger business. Yeah. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, I guess farm date, a little farm farm update, a little farm little date. farm update. I think we. I don't know if we talked about all the new new mamas we have since the last time we've talked. We have calved out a lot of animals. And I mean a lot. So we have a pile of new calves kicking around. So, so we many. Act, that, we actually remodeled where the cows, the calves have been. We're remodeling that. Well, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Um, other than the, we're actually getting ready to put in a new water storage. It's a poly tank, right? It's, yeah, it's a poly tank. It's 3,000 gallons. Actually, I think it's 2,500. I think the label says. No, I think it's it's three thousand. Oh. Plus, we got a thousand gallons in there um, already. We, yeah, we put in midsummer. We put in a plate cooler, right? So a plate cooler is a cooler that essentially attaches to our milk line on the outside. No, okay, hold on. The best way to describe the plate cooler in my mind is a radiator. Is it like yeah, so, you, so? You're running cold water through the outside, right? Of it, right. So the plate cooler is a device that's attached to the milk line. It looks like a rectangular box, kind of like what Owen's talking about 
a radiator, but it has multiple plates on it. I mean, hundreds of yep. plates. And they're separated by a gasket that forms these channels. And on opposite side of each plate, cool water can flow down some of the channels and then melt. Yes, with the tube. Go to through the, the tube. So you basically are taking groundwater at temperatures of 35. Oh, no, no, no. In the wintertime? Not. No way, man. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck is groundwater is like, I believe it's almost, it's in the 50s. Well, the crazy thing to me is, is you can hold the inlet line of the milk and hold the outlet line and you can physically oh, feel the temperature difference in both sides. Well, and the water temperature never changes. No, it's because that's going straight, straight through. through. But you got to remember the milk temperature is what? What temperature? What, what temperature is? It's the temperature of the cows, right? Right. So that's 101, 3, yeah. 102. Cows run hotter than people. Right. So... This is a huge savings for us, but we're putting the tank in because what we found is we're pumping all this water out with a new plate cooler more so than our old one. Well, because it's, a we bigger, actually, it's bigger, right? It's No, it's, it was actually a little bit smaller, but it's just more efficient. Oh, 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 that's right, because you guys were bottlenecking with the, yes. the size of yes. the, the water inlet, right? Yeah. And you guys so upgraded instead of it. a one-inch line, our plumber... Had it neck down to three, eight, no, it was three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters. So having that that quarter inch is a huge <laughs> it's deal. Huge. So we bought this tank, and it's going to end up being enough water that's going through our plate cooler to actually feed our cows. So we won't have to pump any more. Essentially, hopefully. We won't have to pump any more water out of our artesian. So right now, the water that feeds the plate cooler is coming out of the artesian, but it will then be able to go right into the cows. Right now, it's going into our manure pit, so it's costing us right a lot of money. Um, other than that, we are... Wait, can, that's just like one of the biggest things lately in farming has been energy savings costs and grants for that too so if you're taking away how many wells does the farm have well we have we have three two main right one main that feeds the cows and we can we've got two older older dug springs that we can use if it if we're in a drought Mm -hmm. Um, so basically you're eliminating the need to always be pumping from one of those wells right Oh yeah, absolutely. But just using using recycled water that has already been pumped through the barn. Yep. Yep. So that right there goes to show how resourceful farmers can be with their stuff. Yeah, and we especially have to be. especially especially like feeding. Like we we have the new cookie mix. That's another example of recycling human waste already. That's just gr- that's ground up bread, right? With th- bread, extra candy, candy, yeah, and stuff like that. And the cows being. A ruminant animal animal can break down a lot of different oh things. Oh my gosh, they they can break down anything that we can give them. That's for sure. Let's explain what ruminant means. Can you explain what ruminant means? I think that's a that's a that's a Russellville. That is a good question. It is a good that's question. A, that's a good and question for next episode. It is definitely Russ. 
can explain it better than I can. So I mean, we have four stomachs. We don't. The cows do, obviously. Um, I hope not. It's just <laughs> basically the ruminant means they have a pile of bacteria in their ruminant in their rumen and break down. So, you know, like the sugar, you can. It's, it's just nuts on whatever you're feeding. They're basically they're basically <clears throat> just a more efficient stomach. Four because stomachs. they have well, four. <laughs> 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 An inline four. <laughs> That's pretty much. But they have the availability to take more nutrients out of food than we do. So they're basically wasting less. Absolutely. Except for corn. Right. So no was that commercial? That's right. The Macy Day Parade. parade. Oh, oh my, my goodness. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> that was awful. They took whole corn cobs and pretended like they were they were <laughs> So that was for, uh, who was it? Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, Jolly Special. Green Giant. So they were talking about the singing a song. About corn. Corn going in and they like They, they pretended to feed it down their face. And out. And then pretended to <laughs> come out the other end. Yeah. And it all comes out the same. They, they were, and they were singing and it And that's too. what they were singing. They were singing it. It all comes out the same. I was just blown away by that one. All right. So Absolutely. back to... Cows being recyclers. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy to think that now we're recycling water. We use recycled feed mixes, feed, recycled feed in our mixes, and we recycle the manure that the cows are giving us as natural fertilizer for our uh, crops. Right. For, for both grass. That's, for, going to that's them. going For the food that's going back to them. So one thing that blows away, me away is when people say that farms are so awful for the environment. Is we are giving back to the environment almost this more than we're taking. Oh, absolutely. Because we're taking it, the scraps from other parts of America on the eastern seaboard. We're taking back waste that people haven't wanted that's been ground up and has rations thrown into it, like sweets or. And it always cracks me up in the summertime. I always get these emails about the corn belt in this country eliminates more carbon dioxide than the rainforest does. Now, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me to prove that. But if that's true... That's crazy. That's nuts. And if... When you think about how many acres of America is grown in the corn? Not corn. Just like regular row crop plants. How many acres is dedicated the whole whole Midwest? Well, I don't know if it's dedicated, but... Well, that's what it's, they do. I know. <laughs> it's called the Corn Belt. <laughs> so either they're right. WWE champion of the Corn Belt or something. Uh. <laughs> but that's crazy to think about because when well, it makes all, sense. All you, I mean, the people that live here in New England, you know, New York, there's still a fair amount of farms. And right. we're lucky we live down here on the Connecticut River. You drive around and there's just thousands of acres of corn. And it's growing constantly until it's harvested. Well, constantly. It's growing, what, four months out of the year? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the other thing that blows my mind. Is how fast it grows. It the next you look at that little kernel, you put it in the in ground, the ground. And it grows a what, fourteen tall plant? Yeah. And uh we get thirty twenty five to thirty tons of corn per acre. That's nuts. Our dog's joining us. Hey, Cleo. 
She, <clears throat> we need to get her a mic. Yeah. Get her thoughts on things. <laughs> All right. What's next? Moving down the chain. Actually, we're 20 minutes in. It's time for our farm funny of the day. Okay. Farm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about efficiencies. Yeah. All right. So Green Mountain Power does efficiency grants. So I don't know, probably five, six, seven years ago. Time flies when you're having fun. We <laughs> or not having fun. We went and did their light efficiency program. Went through that grant. So we got all new lights. Went to LED lights, and our electrician came in, and he had a helper. And at on, we were doing the lights in our old barn, and our old barn is attached to our holding area. In our milk house. Which is attached to our manure pit. Yeah, which is right next to our push-off. The yeah. push-off is part The push-off of, goes through the area of that part. Well, the, it goes through the, through the holding area. Holding area. So for some reason, this electrician went over. This is in, it was like February 1st of March. <laughs> it's coldest time of the year. No joke, 30 below. And we're trying to hang up lights. It was cold my fingers are like trying to touch two so he kept going over the manure pit and putting his foot on it and i'm like the manure pit's full i'm like rolling what are you doing (laughs) you're gonna fall in oh it's frozen it's frozen i'm like do not step out there that is over your head and he's like oh (laughs) laughing laughing laughing. (laughs) so a little little while later he's doing the lights by the push-off Gets off the ladder, goes over, and steps right out, <laughs> both feet right off the push off because he thinks <laughs> it's going to hold him up. And woof, right down through he goes up to his shoulders, up to his neck, and he is flipping out. And I mean, screaming like you wouldn't believe. It took so this manure. Is so thick and heavy, it's pulling him in. Right. And he, of course, we're all dressed with like six layers of clothes on. And it took three of us to pull him up out of that. And he is drenched, soaked. I'm sure he threw those clothes out. He ended (laughs) up, he ended up getting some of Bruce's bibs that he had in the office and put them on. As I'm pulling him out, and as it happened, I am laughing hysterically because that's what I do when something goes wrong is I start laughing. And he was so mad at me for laughing. He would not talk to me the rest of the day. But what a dumbass. Do not <laughs> do not ever think that you can walk across manure. a manure in the middle of the winter. Just don't take the chance because you will be a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was today's farm funny <laughs> moving on to moving on so let's talk about our our deer hunting oh yeah vermont we, deer we season had, just ended just ended rifle season Today's ended monday the 27th as a recording yeah so i was lucky enough to shoot a really nice eight pointer 189 pounds one of the biggest deer i've ever shot um, shout out to Keith Tillotson up in um, on, Garland Hill on Road, Garland Barnett. Hill Road, and Barnet. He does a great job. Dad can attest to that. Yeah, what a clean, nice little 
butcher shop he's got up there. So if you're in the Mac and Do's Rygate Barnet area, yeah. he's right around on Garnet or on the south Garland side hill. Yep. South side of Garland Hill. Yep. Right at the end of Sims Pond Road. Yep. So a lot of nice deer shot this a year. Very, very nice amount of deer. Some shot. of your buddies were yeah. lucky enough to take some two hundred pounders which shout out to Chris, Jake and um Case Luke. and Blood. Case and Blood. Also. Yep. Chris or Chris shot a hundred and ninety nine point five pound eight point. Um Jake shot a two hundred and one pound eight point. And Luke Peter shot a monster two hundred and thirty two pound eight point. I think was Case in like two oh five. Or was it 200.5? Anyways, it doesn't matter. It was over 200 they're, pounds. They're all very big deer this yeah. year. And, and that seems to be a recurring trend with a lot of people in the area. I think we've had we've had three really easy winners mm-hmm. in a row, and there's been plenty of feed. And I think that the some of the – I think it's that – think that some of the laws that have been put in place by fishing game are starting to see results especially in areas with a spike horn rule that was instituted instituted and the one buck a year rule yeah that's that's just helping populations of deer herds and it's helping deer survive <clears throat> longer and get bigger well i think it definitely will give the the bigger buck it will give that deer an extra year to yeah. get bigger um the only thing i don't like i don't like this f- the four doe deal I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Right now, at our farm, this spring we had eight fawns born. Those eight fawns, out of those eight fawns, there's one left. The coyote and the bear are destroying our deer population. No one hunts bears, and no one wants to shoot coyotes with well, all people the People try to hunt bears, but run into angry landowners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, if you want to shoot a bear, you let me know, and I got some spots you can set on our farm because <laughs> we have so much bear damage between New Hampshire or and turkey. Vermont. <laughs> yeah, turkey, turkey, take them all, <laughs> take them all. Usually by spring, there's about a hundred of them in our bunk, and I will say the last few years the deer get in our corn silage piles, and it's been an issue. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, they dig at the plastic, don't they? They. They well, our way our bunks are. They can our Walk bunks right are, are where we keep our corn silage. Yep, bunker silage, and, and they can essentially walk off from the field and go right up on top yep. of our corn bunk. And that happened a few years ago. Yeah. We had it was pretty. I mean, I was pretty ticked off, but we had some a couple fawns that thought it was real cool to run <laughs> around um, to the plastic run on it and then they poked a lot of holes so in you can plastic. picture uh dad on top of the corn bunk with white duct tape or white bunk tape just walking around <laughs> it was too late because it was in the middle of winter and there was no trying even the, <laughs> that plastic tape would not stick stick as soon so. as it gets wet it's done <laughs> so uh yeah, shout out to all the deer hunters. And congratulations on all your guys' deer. Yeah, I, I didn't get in the woods very much, but I was lucky to I actually shot that deer at a year. Yeah. At a year stand. Yeah. So appreciate you not hunting. Yeah, that no day. problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah. So I I have kind of a luxury shooting house. Kind of? Might as well put a flat screen TV in there. Uh, we probably could. That yep. would be nice. That, well um <laughs> Propane so heater. The way I've always I thought when you kids were younger was I was thinking of myself when I was young. 
I didn't like being in the woods alone. It was kind of scary as big, and you really don't you feel uncomfortable, right? right? So I wanted to build something that we could, be one, be comfortable in, and you guys would feel safe. It all started with a calf hutch. And it some all square bales, right. <laughs> buried in some snow. Oh my god! You took a chainsaw and cut out eye high holes for it, right? And then I was like, "Wow, this is pretty awesome." They pay no attention to this. Nope, they just stuck so it right we, out in the middle of the field. We made uh, my buddy Nick Kendall. Yep, Kendall's roofing. Shout out to you there, big fella. Kendall standing seam. That's right. He didn't catch a commercial for him on BNN. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I asked him if he'd make me something. And uh, he did. So we got a stand and seam <laughs> shooting house <laughs> out in uh, a pretty big acreage field. And we've taken 15 deer out of that in the time that's been up, six years, seven maybe. Yeah, I know. I've I've shot like. Yeah, you're 17. 17. So, yeah. So it's you got one out of it last year, the four-pointer. Yep. Um. So and I think, that, yeah, it's been at least. I know I've shot like we've shot a lot of deer out of that. Yeah, your sister Addison shot three. Yeah, three or four. You shot like eleven. Yeah, I've shot a fair amount out of it. So have an I. Um, yeah, it's been awesome for me because I've been able to be with you kids and watch you. We actually shot our I, my <laughs> I shot my last youth doe at the same time Addison shot hers. So she shot. At like 150 yards right in front of us. Yes. And then I shot way up top at a bigger doe. Well, she was probably like 75, 80 yards, and you were probably close to right. 200. Um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that I was will, pretty cool. I will not forget that ever. That <laughs> it, Addison both shot. my kids. <laughs> Owen shot first. No, Ad shot Ad first. Ad shot first? Yeah, because then they started running. Oh, that's right. Um, and stop. Yes. <laughs> and then it stopped. Right. And I'm like, Owen, get your gun out. So it was pretty cool to watch both my kids shoot deer on the same night and within minutes of one another. So, um, and for yeah. that's so that that's that's the green hut you can see from the road. If yeah, people we don't, know what we're we don't need about. to we don't need to tell everybody. Well, yeah, but we my stand is like a I don't know it's like a stump. It's hut. called the stump hut. <laughs> if yeah. you want to look it up, it's called the stump hut. It's got four windows around and it's got like a ladder door. It you can comes get up, up and through the it bottom. comes up through the bottom. It's a little awkward anyway. So we've got two all insulated, all insulated stands. We, got, we found that on, or I did. I found that on Marketplace. Yeah. Where was that? That was like way down southern, southern New Hampshire, Marlboro or something yeah. like that. Um, it's. I don't know if it's the best for rifle. It's very compact, that's for sure. But it's definitely warm. You're out of the wind. That's the other thing. It might I be love better about for. Those. It might. I think they make like a vert, like one with very tall vertical windows for yeah. bow hunters. I right. think. So it's like kind of like the middle. So it's not exactly designed for rifle, but it's not exactly designed for bow. It's a little weird. But uh, yeah, anyways, that is today's episode. Hopefully we'll be able to catch you guys more often. And good luck if you're muzzleloader hunting. Yeah, good luck. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll be able to come to you guys a little bit more often since we have our own setup now. Um, so yeah, this is episode two of Dairy and Deer.